So this week's Torah portion deals with Jacob. And have you ever thought, why Jacob? Why are we the descendants of Jacob? He didn't do anything really that great, did he? Okay, so he handled four wives. That was a pretty hard job. Something that none of us would ever want to do, right? But why did God choose Jacob to be his messenger? And that's really what we have to see. You know, Jacob wasn't like his grandfather, Abraham, right? He didn't have this righteous walk, left his father and mother, and went into the wilderness like God had called him to do. Wasn't like Isaac, who willingly became that sacrifice. He was Jacob, a man who stole his brother's birthright, if you want to get technical, right? Not exactly the godly man we are looking for. But he has a unique calling. Because he is a humble man. I wanted to pull up Genesis chapter 28. We're going to be looking at verses 12 through 17. Most of you know this one. If you haven't, listen to some rock and roll from the 70s and 80s and you will, right? Climbing a stairway to heaven. So he, he dreamed all of a sudden there was a stairway set up in the earth and its top reached the heavens. And behold, angels of God going up and going down on it. Surprisingly, Adonai was standing at the top and he said, I am Adonai, your God, the God of your father Abraham and of the and the God of Isaac the land on which you lie I will give it to you and your and to your seed your seed will be as the dust of the land and you will uh, burst forth to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south and in all and in you all the families of the earth will be what blessed and in your seed. So first of all, what is, this is so important. We read these scriptures and kind of glance over it. But what is God once again confirming about the children of Israel? That we are the blessings of the world. Those who bless us will be blessed. On the contrary, those who curse us will be what? Cursed. Any Hittites here, Jebusites, Canaanites, Anites, but the Israelites remain. Why? Because that's God's calling. And if you want to receive God's blessing, it's really clear. What do you do? Bless the Jewish people. We're going to take them an offering right now. Right? Is that the only way how we bless the children of Israel? No. But missionaries love to use that when they go to churches, right? I have to admit, when I would go speaking at churches, and it was time to give up the offering, Genesis chapter 12, verse 3, always came to mind, right? But that's really not what the purpose of it is for. It's not just you giving spirit money to, to the Jewish people, 
But it's you praying for Israel, right? Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Why? No one knows the rest of it? They shall what? Who does what? Who bless thee, right? Who will prosper? The person who's saying the prayer, right? So we see here that God is calling us to receive his blessing, right? But also to make sure that we're able to give it. I'll never forget when we started meeting down the road at Pleasantdale. It was then Pleasantdale Church of God. And uh, they allowed us to meet. And I told the pastor, I said, you know you're going to be blessed. And his response was yes. I said, but you realize how much? He goes, no. I said, you'll find out. If you go down the road now, you notice you're not going to see a Pleasantdale Church of God. You know why? They outgrew it. They had moved to a bigger place. Because they blessed us. We take credit for it. Alright? Why? Because they did what they were supposed to do. And that's what we see happening. So God is telling us, and telling you as Gentiles, right? Bless Israel, right? Support, is Israel perfect? Absolutely not. Right? Nobody's perfect. No land, no government is perfect. But we can still stand with Israel and support it. And when we do it, we receive God's blessing. So again, God is reminding who? The, the, his descendants, right? Abraham's descendants. I will bless people through you. And we even see that happen in this week's war portion, right? When he goes to his uh, future brother-in-law, his uncle's house, right? His uncle gets blessed. And so we see how this continues, and it's, it's a continuing process in it. Next verse. Behold, I am with you, and I will watch over you wherever you go. And I will bring you back to this land, for I will not, what, forsake you until I have done what I promise. That is a promise from God. He will not, what, forsake you. He will not leave you. But here's the, our, our problem. We forget to call on the name of the Lord. See, God's there ready to help. He's like, send me in, coach. I'm ready to play. You know, right? He's ready to go. But then you pick someone else. And he's standing there. And he's, all right. And then he hears another one. I'm ready. And then you pick someone else. And to all those that you picked let you down, and you're at your end of, the, of, of it, right? You're up to here, about to go under. Then you call upon the name of the Lord. Be glad that he's right there the whole time. He's waiting to be a part of your life. But he's a patient God. See, we will turn away from God, but God will never turn away from us. We can go and do those fleshly things and God's disappointed, but he's right there waiting for us to come back to him. And that's the beautiful picture we see taking place here. He's reminding us. Remember, Jacob had gone through this time, right? He's going back thinking his brother's going to do what? Kill him. Kill him. 
And he's all by himself in the wilderness. This him and God. He's looking up into the heavens, wondering what's going to happen that next day. And God shows him this vision and promises him that he will be with him. Verse 16. Jacob woke up from his sleep and said, Undoubtedly, Adonai is in this place, and I was what? Unaware. So he was afraid and said, How fearsome this place is. This is none other than the what? House of God. This must be the gate of heaven. Ladies and gentlemen, we're all in front of that gate. Every place where we are, God is with us. We forget that. Jacob had forgotten about God and the promise that God had made to him and to his forefathers. But God has never forgotten the promise he made to us. And he's always been faithful and true with it. And we must learn to stand with God. Jacob, as we're going to see in next week, will learn a, a good lesson, won't he? But here's what we have to remember. God is not far away. God is right there. His angels are looking over us. Right? We got to be ready. You know, too many people today follow things on the internet, don't we? And we think it's the gospel truth. Because we got it from the internet, it must be true, right? My mother-in-law, bless her heart, she's 83 years old. She hasn't figured out that every email isn't true. She will sit here and tell me, st and, then, and it's, to her it's the gospel truth. Don't, don't, you know. My friend said this to me, so it's got to be true. How many of y'all get those? I got a text this morning from a, a friend of mine. Urgent prayer. We got to pray for these people. You know what the first thing I do when I get those? I search them on the internet. And I search that this one, it sounded, and you do when they sound too, you know. If you haven't figured out, I am a news alcoholic. Right? I have a news, I drink the stuff in. Right? I get drunk on it. I read, you know, all these, and and, and if someone tells me something major just happened in the world and I haven't heard about it, it didn't happen. <laughs> right? I have to be honest, the last couple of days, being at the rabbi's, I couldn't watch the news as much. I was not a happy camper. I just found out that we finally have a governor here. <laughs> Aren't you glad the elections are over? Yeah. Right? We will survive. But we have to be careful. Because we have to be true to God's word. And so when you see those kind of emails and texts come out, check them. 
I had to tell this friend it wasn't right. And not only did I have to tell this friend that they had, then had to go tell the people that they had already sent it to. So we had to be careful that we don't cry wolf too many times. Because that's how the righteous will get pulled away. That's how we become lonely in the wilderness. Because when the truth actually happens, no one's going to believe you, right? You know, one thing I, I, I see a lot when, the, when, when we have prayer, when, if you're a prayer warrior, you need to be grounded. Because prayer warriors, those in, many of them, you say something to them, they're on it, and they, don't, they just take it as a gospel, and that's it. And you can't today. This one article that the person sent me was about a situation in India. Twenty churches were burned last night. And of course, we know CNN would never write anything about that. And, and God forbid if MSNBC even talked about anything happening to the church, right? But we do have Fox News. And it wasn't on there either. Like I said, I put in four or five words. And it was also supposed to came from a very well-respected female pastor. I typed the words in. Nothing from her website. We have talk, talked about it. So that was a little weird. And then I thought something under it said, hoax. How can that be? How can somebody claim that these things are happening and it not be true? Because we're not following God's word. The person who sent it to me, I had to send it back to them. And they very humbly accepted the situation. But that person told me that they got it from a huge ministry and sent it to them. See, we need to be careful. Especially in this day and age. Ronald Reagan said it best, right? Verify. Don't just take him for the word. Verify what's happening. It's interesting, this person had sent to me and I sent them back. I said, I, you know, I googled four words and this is what I came up with. <laughs> he googled me something back saying, well, I googled it and this is what it came up with and it was a link from LinkedIn. And it was a person just repeating what it said except it was dated May 17th and this said in, in the article it says that the fires happened yesterday and I had to remind this person that LinkedIn is not a news source guess what Facebook is not a news source <gasps> shock right we need to be careful what's coming in because it also comes out Isaac, Jacob, realized that God had a calling for him. Next week, he's going to wrestle with God. Think about that. How many times do you wrestle with God in your life? When God tells you to do something, and you decide, not nah, only about my way, come on, be honest. Right? 
And no, anytime we do it our way, guess what happens? Bam! Failure. But God, your way doesn't sound right. doesn't matter what it sounds like. Just do it. Right? Seek His Word. Because God has not forsaken you. God has not abandoned you. When you're at your lowest, God is at His highest. And you need to reach out to Him. Because He's there for you. That's what's so good about our God. The devil isn't like that. How many of y'all realize that? Because when, when you're at your lowest, the devil is still lower than you. He can't pull you out. He, he's hanging on to you. And we need to be able to reach out to the Lord. Because His angels come before us day and night. He gives us that hedge of protection that we need. He's there for us as we follow and walk in His ways. Jacob had gone on a journey. And when he wasn't necessarily returning back to his brother, he was returning back to God. And as soon as he did that, God looked up and said, I'm going to bless you. And I'm going to bless those after you. And I'm going to produce from you a generation that's even greater. See, we as parents have to realize that our children, we want something for them that they're greater than us, right? Let's hope that this next generation is going to be even greater. They need some help. We made mistakes with this last generation. We gave them all trophies just for showing up. Just for participation. Just for giving it a try. Life is a little different out there. You know, they say that we have to change our workplace for millennials so they can feel comfortable. Man, did your parents ever make it feel comfortable for you? Unless you're a millennial, they did, but anyone else, uh-uh, right? Nothing's given to you, you've got to earn it. You can call you the Lord a hand. Millennials are realizing that now. They're getting out in the real world. Right? All of a sudden, you know, what they taught you in college sounded great, right? You can get behind it, and all of a sudden, then reality hits. Oh, you mean I got to pay for my cell phone? I got to pay for health insurance and rent? How am I supposed to do that? Oh, get a job? What's a job? Right? Is it just supposed to be given to me? I just show up to work and I get a check. Not how it works, does it? We need to be ready for the Lord. God is calling us. Why did God choose Jacob? He picked him out of isolation. Because Jacob realized he needed God. That's the best foundation that God can give us. 
Isaac stepped out on faith that his dad would not sacrifice him. Abraham stepped out on faith that God was telling him to leave his land and his family. And Jacob is now stepping out on faith to return to his family and to God. And through that, we're going to see what God does with those children that he had. Those 12 sons are going to change the world. Their descendants are still with us today. That's an amazing statement. Yeah, I used to love going to day camp. I used to teach at day camp. And when we'd bring the kids in on the first date, day, you know, we'd ask them their name and where they're from. And you know what other, it was a Jewish day camp. You know what the other question we asked them was? What tribe are you from? Do you know almost every one of them knew the tribe? We even had a kid from the tribe of Gab. Yay, Gab. Go, Gab. Right? But God still has that remnant today. And, he's re and they're returning to him once again. You know, we just came back from this big retreat. And God had people there from every tribe, tongue, and nation. And that's what's so important. Is that we reach out and realize God is still here. How far away is God from you? Raise your hand. That's it. You're touching him. So all you got to do is raise your hand to the Lord. He's right there. That's how close God is to us. How many times do we forget to call upon him? From the rising of the sun to the setting of the same. We need to call upon the name of the Lord. And watch what he does. Yeah, I got to talk with one of the uh, big guys over at Jews for Jesus. And I started telling him about the events that took place when we were in the former Soviet Union with Jonathan and on the, the festivals and just some of the situations that God put us in and how he supernaturally did things. And I could see on his face that nothing like that had ever happened to him. And I'm thinking, man, you're reaching all these people. Don't tell me God's not doing miracles. And he's responding, he, he goes, he is, but nothing like this. I said, here's the thing, though. Our God doesn't have to do the same miracle the same, every, to the same person, right? God touches us right where we're at. He gives us the miracles we need right there. Each of you has a calling from God. What are you doing to fulfill it? For some of you, it means going back to school. For others, it, it might be for you to be called out into the mission field. For others, it might be just simply that you support these ministries and people through your finances. See, God uses all of us in, in His way. You know, last week we honored our veterans. Some were firemen. 
Some were technicians, right? Not everyone gets, has a gun in their hand and they're ready to go. Because the, 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 the front soldier on the front line will tell you if he doesn't have the guys behind him, what happens to him? He dies. Because he doesn't get his food he needs. He doesn't get his bullets he needs. Right? They all play a part. Each one of you are part of God's army. If every one of us was on the front line, guess what? We would all be in trouble. We need those to stand behind. And get those supply lines going. <laughs> Excuse me. But that's what God is calling us today. Have you had your Jacob's dream? Have you woken up yet and realized you're on holy ground? Because God is calling you today. And he's going to do a mighty work in your life. But you better be ready. I want everyone to stand up. I'm going to pray over you all. How many of y'all really want to have this coming up? This year's almost over, right? We're going to be celebrating Thanksgiving before we know it. Hanukkah's around the corner. Next thing you know, we'll be having to write 2019 on our checks. How many of y'all want 2019 to be a year of God opening up your boxes? And let's go before him right now. Abba, Father, we just come before you. Lord, prepare our lives. Prepare our hearts. Lord, take any fear that we might have, like Jacob had. And Lord, we just put it on your altar right now. And Lord, as we sit here before you, and we see the angels going to and fro, Lord, show us our calling. What part of the army are we of your army are we in? Show us what you want us to do. And Lord, let us go and be the best soldier we can. Let us be those that lift up those that are weary that comfort those that have been on the front lines. Lord, show us our calling now. Lord, let us not be afraid. As your word says, you will not forsake us. You will not leave us. Lord, reveal to us now the calling that you have for us. We ask this in your Son, Yeshua's precious name. Everyone said? Amen. 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 You may be seated. Amen.